Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. William Adams, also known as Miura Anjin in Japan, was an English sailor who became one of the first Western samurai in Japanese history. His life story is one of tragedy, remarkable transformation, and cultural exchange. William lived during the Elizabethan era, also known as the Golden Age, which represented the English Renaissance. It was an age of exploration and expansion abroad. Economically, the country would begin to flourish and benefit greatly from the new era of transatlantic trade. This era was marked by sailors wishing to make their wealth by crossing the depths of the ocean. William Adams was one of those men. This is his story. William was born in the town of Gillingham, a county in Kent, England, with not much opportunity. He came into the world in the year 1564, growing up in modest circumstances. His father would soon die when William was just 12 years old. As the man of the house, William now needed to become a provider and secure an income. He would become an apprentice to the shipyard owner Master Nicholas Diggins and spent the next 12 years of his life learning the art of shipbuilding, astronomy, and navigation. In the year 1585, the Anglo-Spanish War would begin. It included much privateering against Spanish ships and several naval battles. Privateers could become incredibly rich by seizing an enemy ship's cargo while being under the protection of the crown and taking a percentage of the plundered loot. William, perhaps, enticed by wealth, served in the Royal Navy under the famed Sir Francis Drake. During this time, William was the master of a resupply ship, aiding his fellow sailors against the Spanish Armada in order to secure England's domination over the sea and make himself a rich man. William would marry during this time to a woman named Mary Hinn, and the couple had two children together, a son named John and a daughter named Deliverance. Not long after, William would become a navigator for the Barbary Company, a trading firm established by Queen Elizabeth, supplying cloth and sugar. During this service, it is recorded that William took part in an expedition to the Arctic 
a polar region in the northmost part of the Earth. This would last for two years while he was searching for the Northeast Passage, a shipping route between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. William would soon make it to the rank of Pilot Major, and he would be in charge of navigation of a five-ship fleet journeying from the Isle of Texel in Holland to the Far East. He was attracted by the Dutch trade with India, as was his brother Thomas. The Dutch were also allied with England and were too at war with Spain. William and his brother Thomas would set sail from Rotterdam in the year 1598 with a fleet of five ships. The mission was to journey to South America, where they would trade their cargo for silver. Then, they would head to Japan to buy exotic spices before making their way back to Europe. The expedition, however, would go incredibly wrong. One ship was lost at sea near the Hawaiian Islands. Another would abandon the mission and return to Rotterdam while other ships were captured. Only one ship would reach Japan after much hardship, suffering and death. In April of the year 1600, after more than 19 months at sea, the men landed off the island of Kyushu in Japan. The surviving crew numbered 23 when they had originally set out with a hundred men. They were shadows of their former selves, dying, sickly and weak, reduced to flesh and bone. Only nine of the crew members were strong enough to stand and made landfall, where they were met by the Japanese locals and Portuguese Jesuit missionary priests, who were convinced that William's ship was a pirate vessel and they should all die. The ship was captured and the dying crew were imprisoned at Osaka Castle. On orders of Tokugawa Ieyasu, the head of the Tokugawa clan and the daimyo of Edo, William was soon summoned from his cell. It seems William confused Ieyasu for the King of Japan at first, as he recounts this meeting in a letter to his wife. It reads, Coming before the King, he viewed me well and seemed to be wonderfully favourable. He made many signs unto me, some of which I understood, and some I did not. In the end, there came one that could speak Portuguese. By him, the king demanded of me of what land I was, and what moved us to come to his land, being so far off. I showed him the name of our country, and that our land had long sought out the East Indies, and desired friendship with all kings and potentates in way of merchandise, having in our land diverse commodities, which these lands had not. Then he asked whether our country had wars. I answered him yes, with the Spaniards and Portugals being in peace with all other nations. Further he asked me, in what I did believe, I said in God that made heaven and earth. He asked me diverse other questions of things of religions and many other things, as what way we came into the country, having a chart of the whole world I showed him, through the Strait of Magellan, at which he wondered and thought me to lie. Thus, from one thing to another, I abode with him till midnight. 
William intrigued Dieyasu, and his shipbuilding knowledge and navigation experience would become extremely useful to the ambitious daimyo. Ieyasu would order William to build Japan's first western-style ship, which proved to be a success. The following year, a larger vessel of 120 tons was constructed. Tokugawa Ieyasu would personally come aboard the ship to see it, and just the sight of it made him content. He would personally thank William, and invited him to his palace whenever he liked, taking a liking to the Englishman. During this period, Tokugawa Ieyasu had taken part in the Battle of Sekigahara, the largest battle of Japanese feudal history. After his victory, he became the Shogun, a title of the military dictator of the country. William would now teach the de facto ruler of Japan navigation techniques, geometry, and spoke to him on matters of European politics. In turn, the Shogun promoted him to the role of diplomatic trade advisor. Eventually, his position evolved into becoming the Shogun's personal advisor on all things related to the West. At this point, William would have become completely fluent in Japanese, adopting their customs and embracing the Japanese way of life. William was conflicted. In his new life he had wealth, status, respect, and was extremely important. But he had left his wife Mary and his two children in England, and he missed them, writing to his wife frequently. William told Ieyasu of his feelings, but his news fell on deaf ears. The Shogun would initiate a ceremony. Ieyasu presented William with two swords, and declared him a samurai. He then announced that William the Navigator was dead, and Minora and Jin the Samurai had just been born. The Shogun told William that his wife in England was now a widow. Nevertheless, William was still able to send Mary regular support payments, not wanting his family to become destitute. William was now a samurai. They were usually hereditary military nobility, but on this occasion, the custom had been broken. Samurais were well-paid retainers of their daimyo, and held high prestige. William received an extremely good salary, enough to own a whole estate with 80 servants. His wealth and influence was far beyond what a poor boy from Gillingham could have imagined. In the year 1613, William would remarry a Japanese woman named Oyuki, and the couple had two children together. The former English sailor had now completely integrated into the society. William had a high regard for Japan, its people, and its civilization. In one of his letters it reads, The people of this land of Japan are good of nature, courteous above measure, and valiant in war. In time, William arranged the building of trading factories in Japan for both Dutch and English East India companies. With more Englishmen being in Japan, William perhaps may have been excited. However, now a wealthy samurai, and being fluent in Japanese, he refused to stay in their quarters. This reflects that William had heeded the words of Tokugawa Ieyasu, and that he was no longer an English sailor, and was now a samurai. 
During the 17th century, Christianity was spreading in Japan. It was an extremely different concept to the traditional religions of Japanese Shinto and Buddhism. William was a Protestant, and the Jesuits would try and convert him to Catholicism at the height of his influence. He refused and told the Shogun. The Shogun Ieyasu, persuaded by William's anti-Catholic counsels, while worried so many samurais and daimyos were converting to this foreign religion, banished all of the Portuguese Jesuits from Japan in the year 1614. He also advised that all Japanese Catholics abandon their faiths. During William's time in office, he went on several expeditions all over Southeast Asia, navigating the sea, as he had done before in his time working under the English crown. In the year 1615, William would venture to Thailand, where he traded silver for deerskins and other products. However, a week before his return, his dear friend the Shogun would die. His son would replace him, and he allowed William to continue trading overseas under his protection. A few years later, in the year 1617, William sailed to Vietnam, where he would sell ivory and Indian goods. Following the death of Tokugawa Ieyasu, William's status and influence did decline. He no longer had a place in court, as the new shogun Hidetada lacked his father's interest in the West. He also took the first steps towards closing the country to all trade and relations with other nations, leaving Japan trapped in time for nearly 200 years. William would die in the year 1620 at the age of 55. In his will, he left his townhouse in Edo, his fief in Hemi, and 500 British pounds to be divided evenly between his family in England and his family in Japan. William Adams is remembered as one of the first Englishmen to set foot in Japan and the first known Western samurai, even if he took part in no major Japanese battles. From a small town in Kent, chance and destiny would take William to the palace of the Shogun. I hope you all enjoyed the video. If you did, be sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.